Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Good Guy Show. I'm Tony. And I'm professional. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Well, um, you know, you know how it is. You know, sometimes you, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. Especially, that is lesson 2022. No one to walk away. That is that's what is happening. So everybody, uh, we are here and we are in the uh, beautiful uh, majesty that is the Maiello household, and um, it's, we've been on a little hiatus. A little bit took a little a little, little break for uh, the holiday season. A little hiatus, yes, uh, a much needed repose. Ooh, fancy word! You and your fancy words listen, today. Man, I, I swear to God, I read I read books a couple years ago, and things are just starting to just come together, brother. I tell you what, <laughs> I went to I went to a very uh, speaking of uh, saying the word fuck. I went to a very intelligent uh, couples, very hip, youthful couple, and very like well respected in the community. And I've noticed that it's totally cool to swear in front of your children. Really, it's not, but it's not like it's all like. How old are the children? Um, like four and six. Wow! But it's not like it's not like you like like fucking like went to the fucking store and like fucking you know like uh, you know got some fucking you know wasn't that? It's like you know they used as a, and like in England I think now on television in England, uh, you know. Well, most other countries they can they swear they do they swear on the television and nipples. So and nipples on TV. Free yeah. the nymph and start saying fucking shit on TV. And I think everything. Is well, they um, what show was that? Chucky on uh, USA and Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, they had a series about the the you know from the Chucky movie. They had a TV series, and they would say fucking that. Well, um, really. Uh, yeah, but that's but that's not you're allowed to after like on non on cable stuff I think right I I guess no I mean, after they've been, they been doing a Comedy Central and shit and shit like that bro. do they well they say shit no I think they I think they do say fuck but um, you know but this was the first show I saw on on a channel you know commercial channel where they said fuck well jeez <sighs> tear that station down. It's the only reason why I watched the show. I didn't particularly care for it. <laughs> you're just, you're just waiting. You're I just, just wanted to support the, the use for... of the word "fuck." Well, you know. <laughs> um. So, uh, man, there's been there's been a lot of deaths lately. Yeah. Uh, we got we lost uh, the Betty White. Can't believe how many best friends she had. She had a lot. A lot of best friends. A lot of best friends. Um. But wow, she was like a funny lady, like a really funny lady, and like a kind of progressive and ahead of you know something to be said about uh, you know being ahead of your time and uh, you know. Uh, I guess there's like on her on the Betty White show there was a it was an African American dancer and they were like we, we got to get him off and she gave him more time and, yeah and uh, you know there's an interview that she did with Joan Rivers and they just like lashed at each other you know and these women are like you know what's what was that the 60s 60s 70s I guess. I guess and like you know like you know back then it was like you know like you're still like you know 
my still like sounded like my father like you know <laughs> like uh you know like hey are you going out with that dame tonight that's with my dad you are uh, you seeing that dame tonight my my dad i don't know i, I make him sound like he, my dad was not an idiot he was a very smart man but you know dame he used the vernacular of broad, of the time broad was another one i don't like that broad you know it's like well you know dad but you know i wish i was smart enough to be like well we're 17 so I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you? So and then you know, uh, shit. Like, well, Wayne T. Wayne Tebow. I mean, that's that. And uh, we're gonna talk. I think we're gonna talk a little bit about him tonight. Uh, Tony and I had the privilege of going to the Toledo Museum with his lovely wife to go see the uh, Wayne Tebow. Um, uh, what's it? What's exhibit? Exhibit. Uh, it's what's uh, retrospective? Is what it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was that was really neat. And then, of course, uh, you know, one of my favorites, uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget um, just passed. Yeah. Bob Saget. So Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. Um, yeah. So it's, And today we lost um, Ronnie Spector. Who I saw an image of, of him. Who is Ronnie Spector? From Ronnie and the Runettes. She was the sing, lead singer of the Runettes. Okay. What's, and, a, what's the song, Tony? Uh, Be My Baby. Baby, my baby, my that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, P man. Jeez. Well, you know, and if and again, of course, what's everyone? You know, oh, oh, how'd they die? Like you just can't leave it like at like yeah. leave it as is. Oh, well, how'd it happen? Like shut, you know, shut up. I, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I just wish everything was AIDS. <laughs> you know, I mean. Do you, do you remember in the eighties? It was like, well, you, 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 you and I are probably smart enough to know that it was fine to sit on toilet seats, but it was like, yeah. oh, don't, don't. Uh, it was uh, the big AIDS scare. Yeah, everybody yeah. was afraid of getting it. Well, I mean, you know, growing up figure skating, I, I knew, you know, there was a, a, a my one of my favorite coaches, Perry Larson, his partner, Dale. They were like these these investors. They'd like move into homes and fix them up, and then you know move out, flip them. And then they have like you know they'd have boxes of wine in their fridge back when you know when that was cool or whatever. When and it was a cool thing to have a box of wine in your, you know, fridge. like that was a, yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, you know it's like uh, shit. Uh, you know, he died of AIDS, and it was it was sad, sad. It wasn't like uh, maybe that's the, the world I lived in. You know, where, where like uh, I remember like my first coach, people calling uh, calling uh, one of my he was like the guy that really taught me about skating, uh, Henry April, and like you know they would like call him fag, like oh, that fag and stuff like, and I didn't understand what that meant. So, but uh, yeah, so just sad. But um, man, just uh, can we just you know it's just can we just be sad and not and shut our mouths? I made a post twenty twenty two. Can you just stop talking? So. That works. Uh, well, that works. Um, so I created a joke for Bob Saget. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, Bob Saget and I have a lot in common. Tony. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, his name, his last name is uh, Saget. And I grew up as a figure skater. So we have we have that growing up in common. So, <laughs> so uh, there you go. Um, yeah. So, guys, wait, wait. Uh, so let's move on, uh, dude. I've been trying to also uh, segue. I've been trying. I haven't talked to you about this, but I've been uh, trying to learn about NFTs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I th- I th- I'm trying to figure out how to jump in. Jump in both feet. People seem to p- people seem to be excited about it in an artistic, but they're still it's still very money driven. 
It's all about it's all, it's all about the it's all about the Benjamins, my friend. I mean, not you know, not when I make a painting. Am I just am I just better than everybody? Am I all too uh, sorry altruistic? I mean, you know, it's like if you make the good art, the money will come. Repeat after me, everybody. <laughs> you know, if seriously, if you if you do a good job, it the if the money will come. The the you know, you don't need the pats in the back. You don't need, you know, and if, and if you know your worth and if you're doing a good job and you learn, people see that and you move on to the next thing, you know? That's yeah, but NFTs can make you money now. <sighs> yeah. And then you can also, you know, you can also have a contract where, you know, you get dividends every time it sells, moves up, and then you're part of that and, you know, the whole blockchain and. It's very, uh, it's very weird. I, I watched, uh, I watched about the NFT three videos. pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to, you know, you have to buy. But dude, every so every time you buy an NFT. So for those who don't, who don't know, uh, we are NFT experts, and uh, you uh, NFT is a non fungible uh, token, which means that it's uh, cannot be duplicated, right? Fungible. I have no idea. You can. F- you can duplicate it. Can you fund it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what funging you means. You can't fund so. it. Hey, Stephanie, what does fungible mean? Uh, money, like cash. No, fun. Oh. Fungible. No, funge. Yes. What? That, that, woman, that woman's crazy. Um, I think you're you're probably right. Uh, so anyways, so um, yeah, so a fungible token, a non-fungible token is a... Uh, uh, or an NFT, a non-fungible to- yeah, token. That's yeah. that's what the T stands for. Um, it's basically they're using it as art. Bands are using it to release albums. It's it's being used in all sorts of different ways, and typically they say uh, it actually does something. It unlocks something, or does something, or it has a purpose. I, what that purpose is, I have no idea. I don't know anybody who has any purpose in life. Like the, you know, but, um, you know, uh, it's just very, okay, here we go, fungible. Um, so uh, fungible is, uh, yep, of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified, able to replace or be replaced by another identical item, mutually interchangeable. So non-fungible would mean that it's not able to be replaced so a good so it is a goods contracted with an individual specimen being specified so there you go if you're not confused you're confused now um so museums are doing it now uh galleries are doing it uh anybody who's uh you know is able to afford some uh some uh, real hip hip nerd uh who knows the language um is doing it Hey, remember when nerds were like, you know, like, remember Revenge of the Nerds? Yep, I remember that movie. And like, they had to like be like become cool. Remember they did that that scene where like they all like they did that. Uh, they 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 won the contest where they like like that the little that little black dude who's like a really good scientist, and he threw like the wobbly javelin, and they all yep. made fun of him. And it's like, and went the first. Come on, everybody, everybody, clap it. And it was like really cool and. Who was the who was the the other nerd? He was like played a doctor in another thing. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough. Anthony yeah. Edwards. And then the and then the other guy with the other guy who probably never had another gig. He was a Carradine. Car- 
Carradine. Yeah, his last name is Carradine. He was from the Carradine acting family. Oh, did he do anything else? Uh, nothing of note, really. Corn. <laughs> um, yeah, so so anyway, yeah, so like nerds used to be the, being a nerd was like, but now, you know, like girls won't wear glasses, which I love. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, you know, like it's like fashion exists and, you know, because nerd just, fashion. Well, because they, they know how to like click buttons and know where to go and they just get stuff they like and they wear it. You know, so but uh, yeah, it used to be like you know you didn't have that option. You you wore what your mother got you from Kmart, and, uh, and wore, that was it. And that was it. But uh, yeah, so now now nerds, uh, that's the new uh, what what's what's nerds? A new not the new and it's the new cool. No, I mean if you if you're good with a computer, you're like you're set. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think probably probably because uh, you know the money you you make money and the people are like oh that's hot, like you know. Your personality sucks. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, uncool about making money. No, I no. There is nothing uncool. In fact, if you are a um, if you are a confused uh, nerd girl uh, who wears glasses and likes going on hikes and ice skating and um, you know traveling, uh, art. My name is Jeremy Hansen and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go on with uh, yeah. Let's go on. With, you want to talk about Wayne Tebow? What do you do? You remember that show? I remember that show. Okay, okay. Do you want to like? Do you want to maybe like give your um what you uh, how you came out of it? What you were expecting? Because he, you know, he started... I, well, I came out of it with a newfound respect for cause for what he did. Um, I I went in there thinking, oh, this is the guy that just paints pieces of cake and right and but then i saw a lot of his other work a lot of the other things he did and i you know had a new newfound respect for his ability as an artist i mean dude he was painting he died 101 101 and yeah. when we saw the show he, he was 100 yeah and yeah there was like works there from the 80s there was works there from like like 2017 or something like that you know he uh yeah he worked very late in life, but you know he was a he was a te he was a professor. He taught at uh, the University of uh he taught at the University of he taught at the um where did he teach he, he taught at the, uh, he, anyways he was a I think Cal in somewhere in California he was a he taught he taught there and um this guy um he loved teaching. You, apparently, I was just, it was saying he really loved teaching, and in fact, when he retired, he went back on the faculty and uh, still taught, and uh, they couldn't fire him because he wasn't making any money. He was just really, yeah, he's using the studio, and you know, so well, that's you know, that's what that's what the uh, that's what that's what he said. But I'm you know, I'm sure. Well, why would they want to fire him? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure they threw him a couple of ducats here and there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but so this guy, you know, so he's known for the cakes. Um, but he, I yeah, started off as an illustrator, and uh, he never, he was self self taught. Actually. Yeah, yeah, self taught guy, which is phenomenal. And um, let's see, eighty seven. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he won so many awards, but he was really, he was really a, a serious part of the uh, of the pop art movement, um, where Andy Warhol. Can we? Can we can we be honest with these guys for a sec? Can sure, we? sure. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going to sound cool right now, Tony. That's okay. 
You're it's, in the honesty bubble. You don't have to sound okay. cool. That's that's good to know, Tony. It's a safe space. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And in fact, you know what? You listeners to you have you get a safe space too. Take your safe space. You're safe with us. I don't think Andy Warhol is that great of an artist. Uh I'm not impressed with stuff that he drew by hand. Right. Never really impressed me. He was, I think, a great idea man. I think he was a great uh, producer. I think he was gr- a great manipulator of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, just just the factory alone. I mean, just, the, just that whole series that he did with... Um, we talked about one show. It was like sex parts and something, or and torsos or something, where it's just basically photos, photographs of uh, you know. Oh yeah, we talked about that because of his bronze, bronze paintings, right? Uh, that uh, and then you know he would have he would have these attractive, uh, quote unquote models come by, and in the, in the to the factory, and they would you know they would uh, hang out and do whatever, and eventually you know there's no clothes on, and these their photographs, they're mediocre photographs being taken of of torsos and. You know, of buttholes and, and and balls and penises. And I don't think too many. I don't don't remember seeing too many uh, of the uh, feminine. No, uh, no feminine parts sex really. Part. And uh, and then apparently, I guess one day that you know they were like uh, you know uh, peeing on stuff and you know um, uh, ejaculating on things and uh, yeah, letting it oxidize. Letting it oxidize. So. Um, Wayne Tebow did not do that. Wayne Tebow uh, was, he was a great technician. And if you look at his work, it, the way it's, uh, um, the way his, his use of color and how he, um, he, he just made it uh, a lot. He was, a, was kind of like alive, you know. The Very vibrant colors. He vibrant. Used. But like, you know, like how on the, on the end he would like choose like, a, you know, like a tertiary color where like, you know, you'd use like a, a lime green for like the one side of the leg and then the other side of the leg or the other side of the cake, there'd be like a, a, a pink and they'd have that, that sort of that real cool, uh, you know, neon-y sort of for shadow or, or kind of offset uh, printing effect. So um, let's see here. Should I, you want to read a little bit uh, about, uh, uh, just get it started. So um, you should, should I just like just read this off here? Do you think? Go for it. Okay. So Tebow is well known for his paintings of product of the of production line objects, which okay. Uh, so objects he found in diners and cafeterias, such as pies and pastries. Um, and then so he's from Long Beach. So he's a man, a young man in Long Beach. So he's already come from California. He worked at a cafe named the Mile High in the Red Hot, where Mile High was ice cream and Red Hot was a hot dog. Okay. Well, so far this is enthralling and exciting, riveting. I could not find a good documentary about this man. It was all very academic. Really? So it goes to show you, if you're a brilliant artist and you're making incredible paintings, you're not always going to be um, this energetic, interesting, you know, you're just, you're just, you're just good. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so he was associated with the pop art, uh, the pop art painters because of his interest in objects of mass culture. Uh, however, his works executed during the 1950s and 1960s slightly predate the works of the classic pop artist, suggesting that uh, Thibaut Thibaut, uh, Thibaud, uh, Thibaud, uh, I still, I think it's Thibaud, um, may have had influence on the movement. Uh, Thibaud employed heavy pigment and exaggerated, exaggerated colors to depict his subjects. And the, uh, the well-defined shadows characteristic 
of advertisements are almost uh, almost always included in his work. So uh, Thibault, he was averse to labels such as fine art. Oh, that makes sense. Versus commercial art. We'll, we'll, Tony and I are going to get to that. We're going to talk about that. And then described himself as just an old-fashioned painter. He disliked Andy Warhol, my boy, and uh, Andy Warhol's flat and mechanical paintings and did not consider himself a pop artist. In addition to pastries, Tebow painted characters such as Mickey Mouse as well as landscapes, streetscapes, cityscapes, and were influenced by the works of Richard uh, Dybeckhorn. Di, Di, Di I'm, I'm a serious art person. Dybeckhorn, um, if that's how you say it. His paintings, such as Sunset Streets, 1985, and Flattened, Flatland River, 1997, are noted for their hyperrealism and have been compared to Edward Hopper's work. Uh, Hopper's work, uh, another artist who was fascinated with mundane scenes from everyday American life. You know Edward Hopper? That the scene for the cafe in the cafe where the, the, the yeah, I, I forget what it's called. The the, the 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 one with the people sitting at the counter it's like the a lady and like a guy like serving it night hawks there you go jeez look at tony see who who's the fine artist here and who's the commercial artist here so tony do you think that's a true statement do you think that do you think what he's saying is is, is true to the extent of fine art um let me find that again uh da, da, da. no difference between fine art and commercial art um yeah um just so he was adverse to labels such as fine art versus commercial art and described himself as just an old-fashioned painter. I think once a piece of fine art gets sold, it becomes commercial art. Interesting. Okay. You know, it's... But it's, that's not the artist's intention, though. If the artist wants to continue making art and support himself, he needs to be a commercial artist. He needs to he needs to view his object his his creation as a commodity. Think so? Unless he wants to get a day job and to support himself. But can't you just have such an ego? There's you... no. Are there sponsors anymore? Oh yeah, dude. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, patrons. 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 Where you know where someone likes you and likes your work and puts you up in a in their uh, you know their boathouse or their or gets you an apartment or whatever. And then you're working, oh. your paintings yep. go to them. You know, yeah, but yeah, dude, you trade, you know, but it's probably equal. I mean, what's, you know, what's rent, you know? But still, that's, you, you're, you're, you're using your paintings then yeah. as a commodity to pay for your living. Yeah. But I think the intention of commercial artists. Well, the, I mean, the, the intention in of a commercial artist is to is, produce something for it's commercial goods it's the it's it, that's the job right see being being an artist is in in like a, we've said this before and i know it's like it's it's cheesy and it sounds like lame but being an artist is to me is not a job it's a lifestyle i i'm gonna try i gotta turn this stuff off i'm sorry you know but it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a way of life it's it's a lifestyle it's yeah um you, you know, it's you think different. You, you know, you you live different. You know, um, and I mean, I know tons of commercial artists that <laughs> that don't have to uh, don't have to produce because uh, they're clever and smart enough and sweet enough, and they're good dads, and uh, they've married doctors. Wow. You know, and I mean, 
it's you know it's so there's 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 freedom there and i think you know i think there's value but also there's also artists that live in squalor and make art you know they 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 you know that they they produce art and then eventually you know and then they teach they'll do lectures i mean there's tons of brilliant artists and that's what they do they they teach and they do lectures and and then you know they've got their thing they have their families and that's how they survive but they're they're able they find that they find that career that job where it's 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 uh you know for them is the is the is the brain is there you know real no brain power or or maybe it, it adds to now you you uh, are you produce things you um you know you you have the publishing you are always making the work you're doing the cards and things like that you know i mean you're 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 making you're making art but now you are stuck right May, you're stuck to doing um you, you, right you're 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 you you have conversation with you you're fearful of 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 just going for it right or is it not fear it's not fear is right now what right now what i'm going through you yeah. mean I, this art block yeah. i don't know what it is i uh so what if so but however you did have you did have a, a, a cool paying gig right before quarantine you met you know you did this really yeah. cool thing mm -hmm. and you know you're you were still going through that right. but a check was written and you're like okay here we go right i had deadlines i had to meet deadlines at the meet and contractually you, obligated and you mm. pulled your big boy pants up and you you went to town and you accomplished and the, and everyone was very happy well, I wasn't. Except for you. <laughs> right. Except for you. Except for, <laughs> which, let's be honest, I mean, really, no one cares about that, you know. But, you know, but you, I think that you, you have a special quality of you wear, you wear the two hats. I think that you are a fine artist, and I think you're scared to admit it, Tony. Come out of the closet, brother. That's not <laughs> bad. Come on over, baby. It's I would fun. love to be a fine artist. I don't think I'm you are. good enough. You are. You have to stop saying that. I, I don't think otherwise I have the chops. otherwise what what am I doing you think just because I love you and we're like we're best friend, friends are they like you I just say yeah, you can do a show no people are gonna come and they're gonna be like hey you know no your work is great it's meaningful speaking of that ladies and gentlemen River's Edge Gallery January 21st Tony Maiello is gonna have an opening well I don't know if, yeah maybe are we the, we have to talk about this we have to we have to discuss whether or not it's gonna there's gonna be an actual opening I mean I, you know, yeah, it's, it's so right now it's, it's mid, it's mid January and numbers are going up and uh, COVID numbers, COVID numbers, uh, not his art numbers. Um, well, because he's not producing because he's, you know, he's scared, he's scared, well, he's scared, well, well, little boy. Um, <laughs> no, he's a bigger man than me. I'm surprised he hasn't punched me in the face, but it's because we haven't drunk enough. And whenever we drink, uh, I just chill probably. So, um, yeah, no, but uh, it's it's good. it's a great it's a great show. It's called Dark Voices, and it's uh, it's going to be awesome. And then also found out what Reb Mevin means. Oh, did you? What it's does it mean? The uh, opposite of November. The opposite of November. And I could read you. I'll read you the email during the break of what they said. Okay. They're they're German. Anra uh, the Anra Anra uh, Kunstlerhaus in Lochstetten, Germany, and Deutschland. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, to, and there's a video up, we're going to put, I've, I've been to put the video on our, on our Facebook and on our Instagram. 
and uh, you can just check it out and uh tony's tony's work pops up and uh, it's phenomenal it's great and it's macabre and and you're gonna get you're gonna get to see a lot of the originals live and in person um yeah at uh, rivers Edge gallery and you're gonna love it and it's gonna be great and you're gonna want to buy it and it's perfect because we just came out of christmas and beautiful lights and 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 wanting to be cheerful and gay and all that stuff and uh now uh we're just, you know, macabre motherfucker. Let's go. So <laughs> ready for Halloween again. So anyway, I just I want to publicly say I am very proud of you, Tony. You did it, and I want you to keep doing it. And you gotta make you gotta make the garbage, man. Yes. You gotta make the garbage. You gotta make the garbage. I, I've got a room. I've got a tool for you for the clay board too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we've got a, we've got oh we've got one one minute. minute. So, I guess with that said, uh, go ahead, Tony. Find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, Good Guys Radio. Email us at goodguysradio at gmail.com with any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. And if you feel like you're stuck in a rut and you don't know what to do, I'll tell you what to do, my friend. Just fucking do it, really. That's kind of just, you know, just fucking, you know. Do it. Do it. Do it. There you go. Peace.